0: Hello, world. Welcome to, or back to, whatever, my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you by BigBadHangover.com. It's Mother's Little Helper, the hangover cure that actually fucking works. Check it out. I totally vouch for it. Only for booze, though. No guarantees for Coke or Molly or whatever synthetic drugs y'all are taking these days. Anyways, here we go. But so when we left off, Joseph had just gone to prison for the attempted rape of his slave master's wife, and he had made such an impression on the prison warden that he's given full reign of the prison, which makes the warden pretty awful at his job. Well, at some point, two of Pharaoh's servants, one whose job it was to pour his drinks for him, called the cupbearer, and the other one, who was his baker, both pissed Pharaoh off in an undisclosed way and ended up in the same prison as Joseph. Potiphar assigned them to Joseph, as he was still that influential, apparently. So one morning, Joseph saw them looking sad, and asked, Why are you sad? Is it because you're in prison, taking orders from a fucking rapist? They said, in unison apparently, No, it's because we both had dreams, and don't have anyone to tell us what they mean. Well, Joseph was all about interpreting dreams, especially ones that made him force his brothers to bow down before him, so he decided to interpret their dreams for them. The drink-pourer went first. I had a dream where I saw a vine. The vine had three branches, and they made grapes. I squeezed those grapes into wine and poured it into Pharaoh's cup and gave him his cup. Instead of saying, well, it sounds like you're a cup-bearer and you just dreamed of doing your fucking job, Joseph said, ah, yes, three branches. That means three days. Three days until you can go back to work pouring wine for the Pharaoh. Now, when you get back there, Don't forget about me, me who was so innocent and was hauled off here to be locked away, where I did did nothing wrong, as far as you know. The baker told Joseph, I also had a dream where I had three wicker baskets full of bread on top of my head, and a bunch of birds were eating the bread. Oh, Joseph said, that means that Pharaoh's gonna cut up your fucking head off, impale it in a goddamn pole, and birds are gonna eat the flesh off your rotting head and corpse. And somehow the baker's response wasn't important enough to write down. Well, three days later, sure enough, the cupbearer went back to work and the baker was beheaded, just like Joseph said. Joseph hoped that the whole seeing the future thing might remind the cupbearer to remember him, but he didn't. He forgot, like, right away. Genesis 41. Well, two years passed of Joseph just rotting away in prison, and Pharaoh had a dream. He dreamt he was standing by the Nile River, and seven fat fucking cows walked right out of the river and started eating reeds. Then seven ugly and skinny cows came up out of the Nile and started eating the fat cows. This fucked him up enough that he actually woke up. When he went back to sleep, he had another dream, which was basically the same except for grain instead of cows. Seven healthy grains got eaten by skinny grains, which makes no sense, but it's dreams, and dreams are always weird. So Pharaoh summoned all of his magicians and wise men and asked them to interpret his dreams, but none of them could because they were more skilled in doing magic and being wise. One day, the cupbearer just suddenly remembered the guy in prison with them who had interpreted his dream and told him the future and got an audience with Pharaoh. Pharaoh told Joseph his dreams, his two separate dreams, and Joseph said, yeah, those are basically the same dream. One is cows and the other is grain, but they're the same. Joseph explained to Pharaoh that the dreams were prophecies, warning there was going to be seven years of famine. He told him that over the next seven years, they should take a fifth of all the grain being grown and store it away so people wouldn't die when the famine hit. Pharaoh decided this was not only a good plan, but one deserving Joseph to be the second most powerful person in the whole fucking country. So Joseph suddenly had gold all over him in a chariot. It was named Zaphnath Penia, and was fucking married to Asenath daughter of the priest of Heliopolis, all, all of which, you know, pretty big deal. So Joseph wandered around the country, keeping track of the grain being stored, and also pumped out a couple of kids. Manessa, which looks like man-ass-a, and Ephraim, which means fruitful. Seven years of this, and suddenly, boom, famine. When the famine began, Pharaoh immediately put Joseph in charge of dealing with the food. Then people from all over the world, and by world I mean this pretty small region, because that's how they knew the whole world at the time, which is why we shouldn't look to them for wisdom or anything, because they were fucking stupid. Anyways, people from all over the world came and tried to buy grain from Joseph. Genesis 42. Well, Jacob and his 11 non-Joseph sons got word that Egypt had some grain and traveled 760 kilometers down to Egypt, which, two things. One, remember that number. At 760 kilometers from Heliopolis, or however you say that, to Canaan. And two, that was it. That was the whole world. To these people telling these stories, well, in Turkey too, I suppose. But that's it. If you'd have told them about white people, or Asians, or giraffes, or anything, it would have blown their fucking minds. And that's why we shouldn't be looking to them for moral guidance. Anyways, Jacob told his sons to travel down to Egypt and buy some grain. And I quote... So we may live and not die. In case one of them was like asking him, like, why? Ten of Joseph's brothers went down to Egypt, leaving Benjamin behind, because Jacob was afraid of losing another son that he loved much more than the others. So Joseph's brothers showed up in Egypt and bowed down before him, but didn't recognize who the hell he was. Joseph recognized them, though. These were the same brothers who beat the shit out of him, hogtied him, threw him into a cistern, and then sold his ass into slavery. So he spoke, and I quote, "'Quite harshly to them. "'Who the fuck are you, and where are you coming from?' "'Please,' they all replied in unison, apparently. "'We're from Canaan. We want food.' "'Fuck you,' Joseph replied. "'You're fucking spies trying to see if our land is protected or not.' "'No,' they pleaded. "'We're not spies. We're not anything. "'We're just trying to get some food. We're honest men, I swear.' "'Nope.' "'I don't trust your bitch-asses,' Joseph replied. You're casing our whole country like a group of robbers trying to steal our grain. No, they pleaded. We're ten of the famous twelve sons of Israel. The youngest one is still with Israel, and the other one died years ago. Joseph, being the one that allegedly died years ago, is still carrying a little bit of resentment. Put them all in prison for three days. After the three days were up, he said, I'm keeping one of y'all in prison. Well, the other nine can bring some grain back to your father. But... I want this youngest brother y'all mentioned down here to prove he exists. Do this or I'll fucking kill all of you. Apparently, he was saying all this in Egyptian, and his brothers were discussing it in Hebrew thinking he couldn't understand. When he heard Reuben say, in Hebrew, See, I told you guys you shouldn't have killed Joseph. This is our curse now. We have to account for his blood. When he heard this, Joseph realized that at least one of them was sorry about the whole situation, and apparently just cried and cried right there, but with his back turned to them so they couldn't tell. Or maybe he was crying in Egyptian, so it was different. It's not mentioned. It is mentioned, though, that he dried his eyes real quick and had Simeon hog-tied and thrown into the dungeon. After this, Joseph had his people load a whole sack of grain at each of his non-Simeon brother's donkeys. He also had them sneak the silver they'd paid him back into the donkeys as well. While they were en route on their 760-kilometer journey, one of them realized he still had the silver in his sack. The others checked as well, found the silver, and said, again, collectively, What the fuck has God done to us? When they got back to Israel, they told him the whole story and showed that coincidentally all the silver had been returned. They tried and tried to convince him they just needed to grab Benjamin and everything would be fine. He got super dramatic and said, First, Joseph mysteriously dies. And now Simeon is probably dead. And now you want Benjamin? Everything in this whole world is against me. Reuben tried to plead, saying, I'll leave you both of my sons. And guess what, old man? You can fucking kill them, both, if he doesn't return. Well, Jacob just kept on being dramatic, though. My son will not go down there. His brother is dead. He's the only one left. His other nine sons were like, uh, what? But he continued, if he dies, I'll fucking die of grief. Is that what you want? All the brothers most likely just rolled their eyes in unison. So that's it for episode 11. Check back next week for episode 12 as we go further into the story of Joseph.